today on The Breakdown. It's the World Series of Poker Europe main event, and we are getting into it. It's day three, and one guy has pocket aces and a pretty short stack. He's going to have some interesting decisions to make, some unusual decisions, one might argue, and we're going to take it apart right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Jonathan, could you do me a favor? Sure. Could you tell me the last names of the two players involved in the hand? I could. All right. It's Jones and Smith. That's incorrect. Try again. Um, Williams and Washington. Nope. Bush and Obama? Nope. <laughs> what is it? It's uh, Konstantinitis yeah. and Hajiev. Hajiev and Konstantinitis. Okay. Got it. No problem. Yeah. I didn't want to try because I knew it would just be a lot of takes if I tried to say their last names. So I just went with a guy. Also, no one knows who those guys are, as far as I know. Some, I mean, someone knows who those guys are, but I don't. I never heard of them. So. so this is a bit different than some of the other podcasts we do in that one of the players has a very short stack. Yeah. And that's the player with aces. And so we're going to ask and try to answer certain elements of a question that is a constant question in poker. You know, like a lot of people are, are shoving 15 blind stacks. Yes. But when you have aces and a 15 blind stack... Do you shove just for balance or do you try to play it differently to make sure you get some action? What do you do? This is a constant question because part of why you want to shove a 15 blind stack is because that generates a lot of fold equity. It sure does. When you have two aces, you block a lot of the hands that can call you and you don't want the fold equity. Yep. But you're unbalanced if you only open aces and kings and shove everything else. That too. So what, what the hell, man? What are you supposed to do? Uh, it's a great question. Um, I think... You know, there's the answer really depends a lot on who you're at the table with. Okay, let's assume that the players are good. Okay, and when we say good, we mean really good, right? Like they're like like you and I would be average at the table. Okay. Yeah. So like they're thinking, they're aware, they know what's going on. Yeah. Right. Like for example, if someone raised and I call a th- three extra three extra from under the gun and I was on the button and I called with my fifteen buying stack, everyone at the table would understand what the hell was going on. Right. Yes. And I'll be like, that guy has aces. Yes. Right. Okay, great. Okay, against guys like that, I think you have to do one of two things. You either have to shove 15... If you're shoving 15 blinds from whatever position you're at, you're, you're shoving whether it's ace... You're shoving your entire range, and that's fine. Yeah. Or you have a bifurcated range, and but you have to have a balanced bifurcated range, which means you aren't just opening aces and kings... You're all like small. You're also opening some other, maybe a few suited aces and things like that. Maybe like six, seven of hearts or something like Which that. Which sucks with 15 blinds. Yeah. You can put yourself in some weird spots, but hands that are, you're folding to a shove for sure. And maybe it doesn't have to be very many if you're only doing this with aces and kings. If you're right? only doing it with aces and kings and you only need 12 combos. So it's like, um, right. So if you could have three suited combos. Six, seven through eight, nine suited. Something like that. Yeah. Maybe you go a little better than that because Jack 10 suited is maybe. You don't really want to shove that, but you might want to play it. So maybe you pick like Jack 10 suited, 9 10 suited, 8, you know, 8, eight 9 suited, but whatever. Yeah. Something. And that's it. And now you're perfectly balanced. You're good. I guess you could do that. I think that's not unreasonable against good players. It makes it hard to play against you, right? Because you open, everyone's like, oh my God, he has to have it. He's been shoving 15 blinds the whole time and you don't. That's yeah. pretty good. And, they're, and if the big blind calls because they feel like they're forced to call because of the price, they're going to put you on the wrong range entirely. Easier said than done, though. A lot of a lot of yeah. players struggle with this, you know. Of course. And there's been times, you know, I there was definitely a time in my life in a tournament where there were two tables left. It was at some local Northwest tournament here in Oregon, and uh, we were getting close to the final table. And a guy with eight blinds min opened. Yeah. And I had pocket queens in the big blind, and I folded, and he showed aces, hmm. and it was just so obvious. You know, like he would never do that with any hand but aces. He would shove kings. Doesn't even though I know kings has been the same yeah. jail as aces, but with only eight blinds, I don't have the implied odds to call, so I folded. Super close, actually. Yeah. With the implied odds thing. It's not that close. Isn't it? I mean, you could call and see a flop. You he flop has, a set one of every seven and a half times and you're always getting it when he, he has gets six it blinds in. left. Yeah. Yeah. But there's the blinds and the antes. He's already put two in. Yeah, but he also flops a set some of the time, you know? Yeah, but you know that. Like, you can see that, right? I'm just going to fold queens on an ace-queen flop now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you folded queens to a min-raise. Yeah. So I guess you are. You're only putting one more blind in. You're getting three. You're getting, like, there's already four. You're getting four to one on the before the flop, and then you're getting another six after. You're getting basically ten to one on your money. 
I think you actually are supposed to call. I guess. See if you flop a set and fold if you don't. Although in practice, that may be very hard to do. Yeah. Which is part of the thing. I remember being in the same kind of a spot where we were on the stone bubble of a um, Planet Hollywood tournament, like a $300 buy-in a few years ago in Vegas. And it was a huge tournament, though. There were like 1,500 people in. So first place was like 50K or something like that. People were taking it very seriously. The bubble lasted an hour and a half. It was the longest bubble of my life. Um, and a guy under the gun had... I think 11 blinds and min opened and I was in the big blind with jacks and hadn't had a lot of chips and did not know what to do. And I finally moved in cause I figured whatever, I'm just like, it's fine if I'm wrong. Of like, course you're wrong. I know. I know. I believe me. I folded tens in that same tournament in that same spot later when someone, when someone min opened with 10 blinds in late position, I just folded tens like instantly. But I was like, I mean, I'm not folding jacks now. And I was like, I just moved in. And he had kings, of course. And I, f- I knocked them out. <laughs> so I think something important to distinguish here is in both of our stories, yeah. we're talking about 11 and lower blind stacks. Yes. Which is very different than a 15 blind stack. I agree. The bifurcated strategy that you outlined earlier might work well with a 15 blind stack. With a 10 blind stack, you need to shove everything. Like yes. It's crazy not to, especially considering that you would have snap called with jacks instead of been worried about it and thinking about it. A 15 it. blind shove? No, a 10 blind shove under the gun. Snap called with jacks? When you thought about oh, it. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course I would have. Yes. And I would have snap called with queens if the guy shoved the hundred percent. Right. So, so, so a good player is going to sniff that out and be like, I don't know if this is good. You know? I mean, I still remember Maria Ho opened under the gun... What did she, did she had aces? She, right? she, she had eleven blinds and aces, and she, she mid opened on an EPT event. Yeah, and oh, Ola Shemian folded king jack in the small blind, and, and that other guy folded fives. Folded fives in the big blind for this was the same thing where it's like you should call and try and flop. A well, set. eleven is different than eight. I know, but you should. I think you should have called for eight also. Well, I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but yeah, but but it was the same. He actually put her on aces and folded instead. He had fives, and Ola's like, what? Why wouldn't you call? <laughs> Also, I think fives is better than queens there because you never get yourself in the spot of, well, it's a nine high flop I have to call anyway. I mean, I hear what you're saying in theory, but since you folded queens for one blind, I give you the credit that you can not do that. I don't know if I give myself the credit. <laughs> okay, well, like, you fold the queens anyway for one blind. Yeah, I do. Well, also, I mean, I do hear you. I mean, I don't, I don't know that I would fold queens there, but I wouldn't fold queens for one blind either, so... I was just like, let's go, whatever. I hope you have jacks. I know you don't. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't. It's 10 blinds, right? Let's go, you know? Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, we've talked about all this because a situation similar to this is going to happen in this hand. Yes. And it's magnified because it's, it's you know, a World Series main event, 10,000 euro buy-in, and we're approaching the money. It's at least pretty close to the money. Yeah. We're like, we're not on the stone bubble or anything, but the commentators aren't talking about the bubble, but... We know within like within they, they can feel it. They can smell the money at this yeah. point for sure. Right, and a fifteen blind stack in a good structure like that is not something you have to be panicking with. No, you don't have to be panicking. Um, at the same point, you know, if you can get your one big double up, you're pro- like if you care about the money, you know, making the money, you're gonna make the money. Yes, like you're one double up away. Picking up aces with a fifteen blind stack here represents a pretty exciting opportunity to I get agree. that double up. So I guess then the question becomes. How do we most likely get the double up? Yeah. Um, this, by the way, was suggested by Nacko Ball. Suggested it on Twitter. Can we just take a moment on this? Yeah. Nacko Ball? N-A-C-K-O. Okay. Ball. Okay, great. He's the fourth son of LeVar Ball. <laughs> <laughs> he's supposed to be the best of all of them, Yeah, man. of course. No, uh, no. Yeah, the one you haven't heard of yet is always the best he's, of all of them. He's... He's four years old. It's just like <laughs> it's just like the Manning brothers, you know, like the third guy who never got to play. He was going to be better than him Cooper. for sure. Cooper yeah, Manning. for sure. He was going to be better. Yeah. This is the BS that everybody always says. Always the little brothers like, oh, he's even better. Sure. They're not saying about the second ball brother. The second ball brother. Even, Le- even LeVar went on like Fox or something and said, yeah, he's, he's not very good. <laughs> <laughs> he's not going to make the NBA. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's get out of the NBA talk, maybe. Yeah. The well, NBA prospect talk. This guy's name shouldn't have been Neko Ball if he didn't want us <laughs> hey, talking about the NBA. Good job, though, Neko Ball. It's tweeting at us at Two Poker Guys, the number two poker guys, including yeah. a timestamped YouTube link. That's what gets you in the door. Gets you in the old window sometimes, too. You know what they say when, when a door closes. Then the, the draft is removed from the room yes. and there's less air ventilation. You know, there's that phrase when, when God closes the door, he opens a window. Yeah. And uh, I once saw someone say, I think it was Sarah Silverman or someone said, 
but a window is not the same thing as a door. <laughs> a door is much better for entering and leaving than a window. A window is not good for that. I thought that was interesting. Also, like when you walk into your house and it's like negative five degrees out and snowing, you close the door, you just open the window. <laughs> <laughs> Never thought about that. Yeah. Good yeah. Point. Think about that. Yeah. Next time. God. All right. So anyway, moving on to the hand. Um, all right. So we are on day three. And uh, it is 5K, 10K, and the Greek guy... What's his name? Constantinidis. Constantinidis. Constantinidis yeah. is the guy with the two aces. He's got an ace of diamonds, ace of clubs in his hand. It's like 1.5 million? No, because it's 5K, 10K. Okay, he's he, got 150,000. He would not consider shoving if it was, was 1.5 million. Well, so, we don't know that he was considering shoving anyway. So he has 145K. Okay. And uh, this is the question we're asking. Like, how, how do you... How do you manage these situations where it feels transparent? And what you, position is he in? He's in the cutoff. Yeah. The cutoff is probably the first place I personally consider shoving 15 blinds usually. Um, that said, it doesn't always work out that way in practice. Um, sometimes I have ace queen in slightly earlier position. I'm just like, I don't know what to do. I just yeah. want to go all in. Um, but most hands, I'm usually either going to fold. Actually, some hands I'll even open normally with 15 blinds and to, to fold. True. You know, because I just also I feel it looks strong. And I also want to get value, like. But you're you're talking about players uh, yes. tables with a bunch of bad players. Usually, I am. I absolutely am. Okay, so this guy in the cutoff, right? So shoving here would be the way to disguise the strength of our hand, right? Because sure. his range in the cutoff, his shoving range in the cutoff, should be inclusive of a lot of hands here. I mean, what's he? Sh- let's let's go over what that shoving range is pretty quickly, like I fives plus. It could go any pair in the cutoff. It's possibly shoving deuces. It's possibly isn't, right? Yeah. I think he's definitely shoving fives plus, but you're right. It could go down to deuces. Definitely like ace 10. Ace 10 suited? Yeah. He might not shove ace 10 with 15 blinds in a good structure. Ace jack, though. I think ace jack's kind of an easy shove, yeah. right? So it's cl- ace 10's very King close. queen suited? Yeah, what else are you going to do? I guess that could be a... That's not a bad candidate to just open with. It's that one feels a little bit too good to open and fold to a shove. If there's like a yeah, big stack for, in the for big, and a half if there's blinds. like a big stack in the big blind, which the the big blind is not a huge stack. He's got 410 K, but I mean, if, whatever. If he, if he's like, I have ace four, I'm all in, you know, yeah, like, that's really bad. Yeah. I would much rather make him fold. And we do, as you like to say, have significant blockers with King queen. Yes, we do. So, so yeah, I guess because he's in the cutoff, I don't know. It's transparent anywhere you are, unless you're super balanced with this, I guess. I mean, I really, you know, in early position, we'll often not shove 15 blinds and open normally against normal players or not or like regular players, not really good players. You're right. Yeah, I mean, I keep, I keep coming back to that. That right. used to be how I played, actually, but I've kind of changed it up where I'm kind of just folding the majority of my range with 15 blinds. Yeah. And I'm not opening king queen suited in early position with 15 blinds. I'm just folding. But what do you do with king queen suited in middle position? In middle position, I might open. Yeah. So, I don't know. Th- so there's a place where you're going to do it. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But not early position. My my early position range tightens significantly with fifteen blinds. I mean, it makes a lot of sense, yeah. right? You don't you really can't afford to lose a pot where you have to put in a third of your stack, which you may often do, right? Where you see bet get called, and you have to decide: am I going all in on the turn, or am I shutting down? And you know, it sucks. Like I think in a good structure, two eights is an easy fold under the gun with fifteen blinds. I agree, easy fold. Yep, two nines is borderline. Yeah, two nines is super close. Two tens is an easy go with. Yeah, I think two nines you probably are supposed to go with, but it's super close. You're probably supposed to go with it, though. You're good most of the time there. Yeah. Anyway, 15 blinds, tricky stack to play. Yeah. So uh, Constantinitis decides to go with the min open strategy. I don't hate it. Also, it's a World Series of Poker Europe. I don't know that everybody's good here. Yeah, it's possible there's some it's bad just the players. the main event. I mean, whatever. So I guess one issue I have with the bifurcated strategy, which yeah. is the strategy you have, um, it's similar to an issue that we've had with a strategy we've been employing recently in live poker where we, Jonathan and I have created a limping range for ourselves. Yeah. And we're not going to tell you, we're not going to tell you what it is, but it includes multiple types of hands. Yeah. But you don't get to limp that often with this limping strategy. It's like 7% of hands or something like that. Right. And so players who recognize you limping when they don't normally see you limping are going to assume very particular things the first time you do it, whether or not it's the thing you want them to assume. Yeah. And that's the same problem with this bifurcated strategy where you only have 12 combos each way. Then you min open. Maybe everybody assumes you have the big pair and lo and behold, half the time you do. And you're like, damn it. Why do they assume that? That sucks. Yeah. So it's, it's not something that comes up frequently enough that I, that I think ba- balance might not be as important. Here's the question I have. 
and maybe you're going to feel this is really obvious and easy, but like against this field, and I would say everyone at this table are people I've never heard of. So it doesn't mean they're bad. It doesn't mean they're good. I don't know what they are, right? They're more likely to be pretty good in the World Series of Poker Europe main event than the World Series of Poker US main event because it's not a bucket list thing like the I hear US you. main event. Well, it may, it may be, though, for people in Europe at this I point. I mean, based on the field size, it tells me it's really not. Yeah, that's true. And also, this is day three, so we've eliminated a lot of the dead money. It's like 500-player field or something. But we also do know that even on day three, there's some fishy guys who are going to get through, right? That's yes. just how it is, right? Yes, that So there's going to be a few players at this table who really have no business being there. Yeah. Right? It's just the way of the world. Um, so if you min open this hand and one of these, and one of these not good players gets ace queen or ace jack, they're just going to move in, right? They're just going to move you in. They're going to re-raise. Yeah. Right. So that's pretty good. If we move in ourselves, they may find a fold with ace jack, right? Not ace queen though, right? In the cutoff? Ace queen, probably not. It depends on where they are. If, if they're, if you, eh, it's sort of the same thing, I guess, isn't it? No, no, because they fold equity with one and, and not the other. Like, if, if you move in, if you min-raise in middle position, they have ace-queen on your immediate left. I guess it depends on how deep they are. Yeah. That's the question. But if they're on the, if they're, like, in the small blind, you're right. Ace-queen they're going with, for sure, no matter what. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you have to. You just have to. I don't know. I think if you're going to shove 15 blinds with a lot of hands, you should just shove it with all your hands. I think that's kind of what I'm going to default to. Yeah. I mean, against good players, you mean? Yes. Yeah, only against a tough field. Against good players. And yeah, a, yeah, I think that's fine. I mean, you and I, in a field of bad players, give up a big advantage by shoving 15 blinds because we think we can navigate. And, like, why give up? Why, why shove ace-jack with 15 blinds when, when we get called, we're in bad shape, and there's no real point? You know, it's just right. that we have blockers, essentially. Right. Yeah. Like but I, against I, a good field where we don't have any discernible advantage, it makes more sense to pick up those blinds right. and, like, have a pretty well-balanced shoving range. Mm-hmm. And you can get called by wider ranges also against good players, right? Because they're going to be more apt to call your 15-blind shove yeah. with certain hands that I think other players just won't. Right. Like Ace-Ted can call you, depending on the player. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, so Constantinidis decides to the min open. Yeah. We've talked about that enough. That's just what he does. Yeah. He's done it. I'm fine with it. All right. We fold to the big blind, which is Hajiev. Yeah. He's got 41 blinds, 410K, and King-3 offsuit. Now, it is a min open, but it's a 15 blind min open, which, as we know, should probably set off some alarm bells some of the time, right? Probably. Do you think it's reasonable to defend king three off, or should we just throw this away against a 15 blind open? Uh, I think we should probably throw it away against this a 15 blind open. If we had a lot more chips, I think we could defend. If we had king three suited, I think we could defend. Yep. Um but I think 41 blinds is a weird stack size where we're going to, like, if we flop top pair, we're often going to double this guy up, right? It's just going to happen. I mean, his, his range is pretty strong here, even though he's in the cutoff. So, yeah. Yeah. And, like, then we're going to be down to 26 blinds. That's a big swing from 41 to 26. Yeah. If we had 60 blinds, I'd feel a little different about it. Like, 60 to 45 our life doesn't change very much. I don't know if I like defending it no matter what when a 15 blind stack opens. I don't love it. With a min open here. You are getting an outrageous price. Sure, which I like a lot better if we have actual implied odds. I I mean, we have implied odds. Yeah. We have great implied odds. If we flop strong, the aces are going to pay us off. I mean, if we have more of a stack to win. like Oh, fair enough. Like if a 40 blind stack opens and we right. have 40 blinds, I like calling a lot better. Well, but than also their range is different. Yes, I mean, it that's, is. that's the bigger part of it to me is like... I'd rather... This guy's a stronger range and less chips to win. That's bad. Yeah. Yeah, and King 3 is just a terrible hand like in, against this range. I think we should probably just fold. I agree with you. Even though maybe once in a while he's going to show up with Jack-10 suited, it feels like the big hands are a big part of this range. Yeah. Because he's probably shoving two sevens, right? King three is not a, not a hand that we really know what we like on the flop unless we flop two pair better. Right. So, yeah. so I mean, we could call if we see this guy doing this a bunch. Right. Maybe which, we've seen him do it a bunch, so we can call. Maybe, but most players don't do this a bunch, so no. it's, we can probably assume that's not the case. I agree. Um, anyway, Hajiev decides to call. Which is good. Otherwise, this would be the yeah, end of the podcast. Be, we're just talking about how you're going to play that 15 blind stack. It's fascinating. Yeah. I mean, it was interesting. It was. I mean, it was to me. It was. I liked it. So the pot is 52,000 heading to the flop. And a place where you can see flops is Nitrogen Sports Poker Room. What do you mean? I mean, they have poker there. In what way? In what way? Like online poker on the internet. Oh. Oh. Yeah. 
And you, the way you can access that special portal to the online poker world... Well, this sounds amazing. ...is by using the link in the description of this podcast. When you do that, you'll be prompted to Nitrogen Sports Poker Room, where you will create an account. There are only two details needed to do so, a username and a password. It's quick. It's easy. It's like going to the doctor in the year 2048. It's going to be so fast. Oh, yeah. Nanobots. Just yeah. Like, you don't even... The guy doesn't even see you anymore. The nanobots yeah. diagnose you and cure you yeah. instantly. You drink a little liquid, bam, you're done. Perfect analogy for Nitrogen Sports Poker Room. <laughs> and when you do use that link, yeah. you get access to exclusive Poker Guys events. Uh, There's one coming we're, up. We're having one on December 31st. Yes. New Year's... New Year's... Eve. Yes, I guess so. Yep. But not at the time when you'll all be drinking. It's no, th- no, much, it's 3 p.m. Eastern time. Yeah, much earlier than that. Yeah. Noon Pacific time. It's a, it's going to be a small buy-in tournament. Very small with a big guarantee. Yep. And uh, that buy-in will be in Bitcoin because Wait, Nitrogen what? is a Bitcoin-only poker site. How is this the case? Well, they just that's how they set it up. Oh. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> what that means is you can deposit very easily. It'll take 5 to 20 minutes to get your money in there. And guess what? Same amount of time to get your money out. What? Yeah. That's amazing. I know. Stop. Let's just stop this show and, and think about that for a second. Let's go transact some Bitcoin and see how fast it goes. I mean, you know, what's also cool is they don't do any like extra fees for withdrawal and stuff. Like no. some places do to send you a check. They charge you $15 and stuff. You know what, Bavada? You know what? <laughs> I don't like it. Okay. Yeah. I'm not a fan. Uh, this is just fast and free. Fast and free, and you can do as many as you want as often as you want. But you got to use the link in the description when you sign up. By the way, it helps the poker guys just a little bit when you do, and it also gets you access to all our cool stuff and costs you nothing. Do it. Do it. All right, so let's do this flop here. Okay. We got two aces for Constantinitis, king three off for Hajiev. Hajiev has king of spades, three of hearts. The flop is a very good one for Constantinitis. It is king of clubs, eight of clubs, Four of clubs. He does have the ace of clubs in his hand. I mean, what the heck? This is like cray. He flops the over pair with the nut flush draw against top pair. Doesn't he wish he just shoved the 15 blinds now, bro? <laughs> of course, because king three can't fold then. <laughs> Range is too weak. <laughs> uh, so how do you have checks? That's reasonable. Yeah. Constantinitis decides to check back. That's interesting. Is it because he feels like he's normally going to check back these monochromatic flops, so he's doing it? It might be that. It must be, right? It might be that he has the board so crushed, I guess his opponent could have a king in his hand, but if Hajiev has an eight, is he really going to call a C-bet against the 15-blind stack? I mean, first of all, he doesn't have the board crushed. He's not touching the board. He just has the ace of clubs. That's it. What I mean by that is he has such a good hand on on this board, and he blocks the thing he would be most afraid of. Um. Okay. But, you know, the guy is... It's hard to get value out of this guy later. I guess in the, he could decide to bluff. He could decide to bluff us. Maybe if we think yeah. he's a big bluffer, checking's great. But otherwise, I think we should bet, man. We got a short stack. Yeah, I think there's a lot of value in betting. Like, how'd you have, with his exact hand, may just check ship his king because of our stack. Absolutely. And when a club comes on turn and river, it's going to be hard to get his aid because we got the ace of clubs. Right. I mean, it's nice because we'll have the nuts and maybe this guy will bluff it. But like if a club, we go, it goes check, check, club on the turn. He checks again. How are we going to, how are we going to get our big double up now? Yeah. It's going to no. really, I mean, well, maybe he'll have the queen of clubs and he'll decide to we're, not fold. We're but. not going to get our double up if a club comes. We know that. Right. So we, I mean, it's nice to know that we have the ace of clubs. Yeah. So it's nice wrong. to have that blocked and for sure have that in case he flopped a flush. We at least have seven outs. Right. But That's nice. I mean, admittedly, there's not a huge range of outcomes where we, it doesn't go bet fold here yeah. on this board, but Checking doesn't change that range of outcomes very much, I don't think. With On three clubs, one where this short. I think this is a spot where it's better to bet one blind than check. Yeah. Let's also, also, betting one blind like increases the pot size significantly when you're looking at our stack to pot. Even yeah. one blind actually matters. I mean, it is one-fifth of pot, but that might induce a shove as well from, might. from some margin. He, the guy might have, you know, jack 10 with the 10 of clubs and be like, one blind, screw you, buddy. Yeah, like... like not that easy. I'm not going to like call and then have to fold the turn when you shove on me. Yeah. Something. Yeah, absolutely. And if he has a hand, honestly, like he has, like top pair, he may feel like, no, 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 no. You don't just get to bet one blind and draw to your clubs or whatever. Like, right. you I have... can't just give it to you for free. I'm all in, you know, yeah. or whatever. Or like they commit. Yeah. I, I think I do like betting better than checking here. I mean, the question we're asking this whole hand is what's the best path to doubling up? And I think 
putting money in the pot is because, as you said, we don't actually block any of the cards on the board. Yeah. I mean, also, even if you bet one blind or one and a half blinds, you take the pot from being about five blinds to being more like seven and we go seven or eight and we go from 12 and a half blinds to like 11 blinds. It's really going to be easy to get it in. Yeah. We bet four blinds on the turn and shove the river. It's going to be really hard to fold if that guy has anything. Yeah. You know, instead of like having to shove more than the pot, which we don't necessarily have to do. We could just bet the turn normally and bet the river normally, but there's bad cards that are going to come that are going to scare our little, our little friend away. Yeah. We don't want to scare away the little friend. Haj, Haji? Hajiev. Hajiev. Yeah. So, okay. We went check, check. So be it. it okay. Happened. I mean, it's done now. King eight As four. Played. King eight four. All clubs with the flop. The turn is the six of spades. Okay. You know what? That's not a scare card. Five seven gets there. Okay. I mean, every, the guy has a unlimited range in the big blind, right? So six eight gets there. We didn't bet. So four the, six gets there. The hands King are not six defined. gets there. <laughs> the hands are not defined. <laughs> That's correct. The queen jacket clubs got there too, but you know, whatever. You got there last time. We're not talking about that. I'm just saying. Well, we wouldn't know either way because we didn't bet. We have no. We have no more information than we had before. Well, okay. Next so, decision. Hajiev's decision. Yeah. Should he bet or should he check now? I think it's really close, actually. What are the merits of betting if you're Hajiev with the king three here? The merits of betting are we often have the best hand. And 100% are folding out other hands? Not 100%. If he has two queens with a queen of clubs, he'll call. If he has two queens, he'll call. Probably. Okay, that's good. The guy checked back. He often has a showdownable hand, right? I don't know. He has 15 blinds. Like, a lot of people might shut down more often on the flop. That's true. I mean, I don't know how deep Hajiev's thinking about this in that he called... We're not talking raise. about Hajiev. We're talking about what we would do. Oh, what we would do. Okay, fair enough. Um, you clearly are, are pro-check here. I've, I'm feeling pretty pro-check. Are you checking to check call or are you checking to check raise? Probably check call. And but you're I could just consider fold on a club on the uh, club river. Yeah, I think so. It's not it's, terrible. It doesn't happen that frequently. It's okay. Yeah, I think I might just bet though because like there's not that many bad things that can happen when we have top pair. Really, I mean, of course we can double the guy up. That's the bad thing. But like with top pair, we're often going to double the guy up anyway if he's got us, right? I mean, but can we think about value for a second instead of fear? Sure. How like, are we like what hands are we actually getting value from when we bet? Um, pairs. A which, lot of pairs. Which pairs? Almost all of them. You think, first of all, Constantinus has to decide to min open two nines or something like that. Yeah. Which most players aren't really going to do no matter what we I think. mean, we're never going to... You're saying, how would we play it? We're never going to be in this situation, right? Because we're never going to call with the king. No, I know. Business. So I'm just saying, like... But, but here we are. Okay, so he has to have two nines. Fine. But he could have queens and jacks, right? Maybe. Maybe he shoves those two, but maybe. I don't know what he's doing. I can't say, you know. I mean, I, I think if he doesn't have a club in his hand and he has one of those hands and we bet any significant amount, he could consider folding with his stack. Is it that but, bad if he folds? I mean, what? it's not horrible if he folds, but what's the point of betting? Um, well, what's the point of betting? We could induce by betting. Induce from what hands? Clubs. Just like the naked ace of clubs? Something like that. He didn't. He doesn't bet because he's afraid he could get shoved on. But now he has the ability. Although he'd just bet call anyway. Yeah. With the naked as the clubs on the flop. He doesn't really so. have. He really doesn't have flush draws or no, big flush think, draws. Right. I don't think so. Um. I guess I feel like anything that. Okay, you're talking about getting value, and I understand that. And I, I often try and think this way, and do think this way. Um. I. I I don't know that there's going to be much value to be gotten no matter how we play this hand, I guess. Like, checking, I don't know, is going to really bring us much value either. Our friend here likely has a showdownable hand. He's likely checking the turn. Now, it turns out he's not checking the turn. He's got aces, right? By the way, that's not good for us either. No, of course but, that's not good for us. <laughs> but, um, but, like, he's often going to check back a lot of turns as well. I guess if he has two queens, maybe he'll bet. Uh, yeah, I was just going to bring that up. But if he has two queens, he's going to call our bet anyway. I think it's possible he would fold. Because he's so short? Yeah. It's unlikely, but it's possible. There's not a lot of good outcomes for him on the river. Like, imagine yourself with two queens in that spot. I you, am. You've been opened. You check back the flop because you have two red queens. Yeah. It's like kind of crappy. Safe card comes on the turn. Yeah. You're like, okay, now I have to kind of protect and like maybe I can get value from some things, but mostly I'm protecting when I bet with my queens, right? If I'm. 
if you're on the turn because because he checks yeah. me again. Yeah. Um. Sure. Yeah, I can bet the turn. Right, but if you get bet into, you could consider calling with two red queens, but like. You're just gonna fold all river bets, I guess. No, but you're. Don't you think you're supposed to usually call with two red queens after you check back the flop? Yes, but not when you have fifteen blinds necessarily. Well, I mean, again, this goes back to like, are we, how are we playing our queens in the first place, right? Yeah. Um, but okay, we get we get here this way. I mean, the fifteen blind stack does change it up for sure. Changes it a lot. I think it's gonna be. I think if we call the turn, then maybe this is to your point. I think if we call the turn, we shouldn't be folding all rivers. We should be folding certain rivers, scary rivers, bad rivers. But I think we have to call with a lot of the, a call a lot of rivers. Otherwise, we should just fold the turn, right? Yes. Which is to your point of yeah. like, so maybe he's gonna fold queen sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my inclination, because I like to call, would be to not fold two red queens on the on the turn and not fold two red queens on the river a lot, unless I think this guy is very tight. Um, if he's a good player who's got moves and stuff like that. I would, after I check back, I think I would be just trying to induce and bluff catch with it and be like, sometimes I go out. I've pretty high variance. Yeah. Well, I only, have, I actually, we're saying 15 blinds. I actually have 12 and a half blinds with yeah. my two Queens. Right. And I've got a, and I've shown weakness on the flop and I'm inviting him to bluff me. I'm probably not going to fold on the turn. If a club comes on the river, I'll find a fold. Maybe if an ace comes on the river and he bets, I'll find a fold. But it's, otherwise I'm probably going to, it's gonna not call. a great spot. Once you call them, of course it's not a great spot. But this is all to the point of should we be betting our king three as Hajif? Right, right. Are you still on yes? Um, well, the fact that it's not easy with queens is not great. Yeah. I'll give you that. And if we think Constantinitis? Yes. Woo! You did it. Um, is going to bet his big clubs on the flop? Seems pretty likely, right? I mean, if he had the jack town with the jack of clubs... Is he going to open that with 15 blinds? Uh, let's just pretend for a second he can. Okay. Because okay, I, don't, I don't know that he will. How about the ace jack with the ace of clubs? Great. He's just going to bet that and not fold, right? Yeah. Maybe he's just going to move in on the flop, even. Yeah. Like, just whatever. Call if you have something and it's fine. I'm 50-50, but you're going to fold a lot and I'll take the pot. But he's probably not going to check back, right? Right. So I guess I'm just not sure what our... So the, the other thing we can do is we check and what, what are we hoping for? Just check, check all the way down? No, I mean, we're, we're going to let him bet some of his hands that he feels like he has to protect, which he might consider folding when we bet. Like two jacks. Yeah, or two queens. So we get one small bet out of him, and then on the river it goes check, check. And once we check twice, he might decide to bet his ace-jack of diamonds now, you know, where he's like, okay, there's not any good cards for me. I just want to win this pot. Yeah. And he's not going to call with the ace-jack of diamonds That's if we true. bet. That's true. So we might capture... Although, again, the question is, is he really min opening ace jacket diamonds with 14 and a yeah. half lines or any of these hands. And if it's, it's only aces, if it's only aces anyway, yeah. then we shouldn't bet. I mean, we should not have called preflop. If it's well, only of course. Aces, right. So if we, but so, we're here now, I mean, I'm just saying, and if that mindset of, of ours is like, well, we have to check fold, then we obviously should never have called pre. No, right? clearly I, yeah. we both agree. We should not have called pre. I mean, this hand is such a weird disaster because the guy's so short and it changes all of his range stuff yeah. very much, you know? So, I guess I guess the fact that it's so short means you just have to play it differently, and betting for value isn't as good an idea. Period. Right? It yeah. just can't be as good an idea. All right. All right. Fine. Cool. We did it. Yeah. How'd you have bets? He bets anyway. He bets even, with his king three. Even after we had this whole discussion, <laughs> <laughs> I understand it. I might have bet too. Uh, yeah, I would. I would have checked. Yeah, I prefer. I, you know, I say this, but I actually, when I think about it, how I actually play in these spots, I'm the king of pot control. Like I am Mister Pot Control. If you think about the final table where we both were at the yeah. in Tahoe, like I flopped top top and had top pair so much and just checked back and checked back and like to get one bet in and like lost every time. By the way, with those hands because they always had it. Um, but like they were slow playing and I just like kept not getting in trouble with like king queen on a king high board and. Ace 10 on a 10 high board and stuff like that. And like, so maybe I wouldn't actually make these bets that I'm saying I would make, but is it possible you're thinking limit ish? No. Okay. No, I don't think it is that I think I'm just, I'm trying to be open to other ways of playing also, you know what I mean? I'm trying to be like, I feel like most people bet their top pairs when it's checked once to them is, you know, it's, and it goes check, check and things like that. And I feel like I'm often too conservative actually. And, Maybe don't get enough value, and so I'm trying to like. Well, that may think, be the think in other other ways. That may be the case, but in this specific situation, I think checking is probably better. I agree. Well, uh, how'd you have clicks the old half putt pot button on nitrogen? Yes, yeah. twenty seven k into fifty two k. Okay, I don't kill him for it. Actually, it's not half pot, but it's close, really close. Close enough. 
Um, all right. So what do you want to do now is Constantinitis. Again, the board is four, six, eight, king, three clubs. We have aces with the ace of clubs. Yeah. I think both options are reasonable. Obviously, we're never folding. And by both options, you mean calling or moving in? Those are the only two options, right? Yeah. Could you raise a different amount? It's absurd. Yeah. It's absurd. It's so it's so weird to like click back a raise with that small a stack. Like, yeah, you're more likely to get called if you move in. Yeah, because then you have a club or something. Yeah. You have something. I think both options are completely reasonable here. So the reason to move in is because our friend may have something, and, and we're not moving in for much more anyway. And if he's got us beat, like, so be it at this point. At least oh, yeah. we have the release valve of another club. If he's got us beat, we're getting it anyway, unless a club comes, and then he may check fold. Actually, yeah. we get more money this way if he has us beat and a club comes, right? Yeah, and actually, if he doesn't have a speed and a club comes, we're not getting any more money. Like, if he has king-queen, yeah. like a reasonable hand that he might consider calling a shove with, he's not calling if a club comes unless he has the queen of clubs. And then Seems he... unlikely, yeah. So I think shoving's better because of that. Yeah. Now, let's look at the other side of it for a second anyway. So the reason to call is if our friend is just completely bluffing. Right. We'd have to know that this guy does that a lot. A club could come, and if he's bluffing... Now, he's going to rep the clubs yeah. and move in on us. And by moving in ourselves, we miss out on all that. He may move, be moving in on all rivers in his mind. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially club rivers, but, but pretty much all rivers because he can talk himself into you're, you're on a flush draw and you called or you missed the flush draw. Sorry, sorry. You missed your flush draw or you're afraid that I now made the flush. Yep. Either way, I've been in that spot where I'm like, well, I guess if, a, if the card comes, I'm going to rep it and the card misses, I'm going to hope you missed. You know, either way, I'm betting, you know. It's not crazy to do that in yep. that spot with the stacks being what they are. Yep. So that's the one value. But once we flat there, I know it's cheap enough. I guess we can flat. The thing is, wouldn't we just have bet the flop with a club draw? Like we just would, right? So we're going to have a showdownable hand when mm-hmm. we call the turn. Yeah. So then moving us in on the river is questionable. If a, if a club comes, it isn't. But besides that, it is. right. Actually, I really like, repping a, I like betting and repping a club on the river if we don't have it. Like, which turns out we have it as... Constantinitis? Uh, no, the other guy. Oh, Hadjiev. Hadjiev, in his mind, has it, right? He's got top pair. Yeah. Like, he's not going to rep anything. He is really rooting for a clean river so he can, you know, move the guy in, probably. Right? That's He's betting for value here. Yeah, but that's a stupid thing. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about his mindset. Okay. Well, if you're right, it's he's dumb. He's dumb. Do you, you not think he's betting for value? I mean... No, I think he's betting mostly for protection, but kind of value. I don't think he knows. He's got top pair. He's betting for value. I think he's just rote betting. You don't think he's hoping to get called? I don't know what he's hoping for. Is I really don't like the bet. If he's trying to protect, he could just move the guy in. If he's That's, trying to blow the guy off the hand, he just moves him in. He's yeah. not doing that. He's betting half pot. He's trying to get called. All right. He's got the. He thinks he has the best hand. Not crazy to think you have the best hand here, by the way. Yeah, I know. Not crazy at all. I would assume I had the best hand were I this guy, Hajiev. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's his name. So we're, we're bluffing with the best hand? We're not bluffing. We're betting with the best hand yeah. for value. That's the opposite of bluffing. Yeah, we talked about this already. We don't have to go through it again. Okay, well, why'd you say bluffing then? Because like we're not. We're, it seems so unlikely to get called by a worse hand. That's why I still. I'm still feeling that way. Okay, but you know the thing about poker, and I'm constantly reminded of this. And in fact, we were another hand from World Series of Poker Europe was recommended to us, which we're definitely going to do. Where sometimes you have to bet just because people find weird calls. People find weird calls. And I'm not saying. You should do this against everyone. But I think you and I make a lot of assumptions about what people are going to fold. And I don't know that it's so true. I'm often surprised at the weak hands people find calls with. Well, okay. But maybe not when they open with a 15-blind stack. Agreed. Agreed. I'm talking more in general here. Yeah. But no, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, I, may, I make calls with weak hands a lot of the time. Because right. I believe they're good. Mostly. Right. Yeah. Anyway, back to Constantinitis. Yeah. Do you agree that shoving is better than calling? Yeah. Yeah. I do. That's the best way to double up, right? It's the best way to double up. He's going to fold sometimes. We're going to knock out the bluffs. We're going to be behind and lose sometimes, but that's just happens. Fine. Yeah. Whatever. We were always like, if we're behind, that guy's getting our money. Like, yeah. how are we going to, like, how are we going to not give him our money for right. behind, right? So we don't care about that. We shove trying to get value from. The problem is this. Let's take a moment. What are we getting called by when we shove? There's not that much that can call us. Do you think he'll feel obligated to call with his hand, with King 3? That's the question. I, I think so. But if he stops and really thinks about it, he made to find a fold because what do we have? Right. It looks like we flopped the nuts the way we played I mean, it we're almost. definitely getting well, called by King, Queen, or King, Jack with a club. Yeah, of course. 
Of course. So those are good spots. Maybe any king with any club. Yeah. May just decide they have to call us. That's, that seems reasonable to me. The ace of clubs would call us, but we have that, so it can't be that. What about like, what if he has like queen eight with the queen of clubs? So he's flat middle pair and he has the queen of clubs. You think he would call with that? Okay, let's figure out how much it would be. So he bets 27,000. We would shove 125. 98 more. 98 more. So, so it's basically a pot size bet, right? Yeah, he would have to call 98 to win 106. I don't know. It's really close. Probably you just throw the chips in because it's relatively cheap and you have a pretty good hand. Yeah. You just say, all right, but it's not, it's not great. But you pro- it feels a little too nitty to fold there. Right. Do you agree? Yeah. So I think there's a lot of hands we can get called by. I mean, that's not a lot. We, yeah. just come, we came with very few, actually, right? Okay, like, but let's say if a club comes on the river, we hope he bluffs. Maybe we can get paid that way. That's, that's one merit of calling for Constantinitis. Right. Also, he could have a medium club and be semi-bluffing, which uh, if, if a club comes on the river, he could check and then call the river. That would be a way to... He might check fold also. the river, too, with the medium club. It's possible. He would, he'd probably go into the tank and it would be close, right? If a deuce of hearts comes on the river, what's going to happen if we just call and then he, if he doesn't bet and we like move in, essentially? You think he's going to call with a big range of hands then? No. So I think it's better to shove the turn because of that. Yeah. There aren't that many. Getting called here is a little tough. It is tough. It's just going to be tough no matter what, no matter when we do it. So, But I think the club thing on the river is just a reason to get it in now. Yeah. Because it's just going to be too scary, and you got to make sure you get paid when you hit your flush. And let's go. Yep. But he decides to just call. Okay. Maybe he has a reason beyond what we're saying. Maybe he thinks this guy is just going to bluff a lot. Yeah. I'm mostly not liking the plays in this hand. I, I'm getting that. Yeah. yeah. I'm definitely getting that. I feel like you're kind of on the same page, but you want to be a little bit not on the same page. Probably. Possibly. You just don't like the page I'm on. I'm not, you know, I'm not a fan page of that page seven. Why don't you, why don't you change the book, bro? Why don't you go to a different chapter? Let's that, go. No, page seven is a good page. Go to chapter four. <laughs> okay. Chapter four is the river. Okay. Um, we've got 106 K in the pot. We've got king of clubs, eight of clubs, four of clubs on the flop, six of spades on the turn. Uh, King three is the big blind against two aces who has 98 K 106 K in the pot. The river is another King. Wait a second. As David Tuckman says, so sick, so gross. Disgusting is actually what he says. Yeah. He also says sick and gross, but he says disgusting. Um, so anyway, does he do it in that like fake English accent? Nope. He's, just, he's just, learned eh, not to do that. I think just a little bit, actually. You think so? Just a little bit. But, um, so Interesting thing here. Had we shoved the turn, we'd be very unhappy right now. But unless, now, he, unless he folded, then we'd be like, right. well, I guess we'd probably be somewhat unhappy anyway, but we'd be happy that we won a pot. I'm guessing we would have gotten called, though, in the end. Yeah, probably. But, okay, so now we're in an interesting spot. Eh? Well, what does Hadjiev do? That's the interesting spot. Well, I think as Hadjiev, we don't we just have to bet? I feel like we just have to bet. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Because we're not folding to any shove, and we want to capture value from in case he decided to hero with queens or jacks. And if he has aces, great. Honestly, if he has queens or jacks, this is a good card for him. Yes. For Constantinitis, right? Yeah. It, like, makes, it lowers our combos. Turns out we got him, but he wouldn't know that. If he, I mean, we, we just wouldn't think he has aces very often, I think, based on his check on the flop and just calling the turn. Right. Except the pre-flop play definitely suggests it. Um, and also, I just don't know if there's going to be many bluffs from Constantinitis, right? Yeah. Because wouldn't he have bluffed the flop if he was going to bluff? That's a reasonable flop to take a shot at if you don't have anything. Right. So he's probably not going to bluff the river. He doesn't I have agree. a club draw very often without a made hand too because he would have just bluffed. He would have bet the flop. I, so I agree. So I think yeah, we have to bet. That's a good reason to bet. Yeah. That we don't expect any bluffs. And of course, if we move in, which Hajiev does yeah. for 98K into 106. Not unreasonable. Um, no, not at all. We are praying for not the snap call, which would Correct. be the slow played set or clutch. Yeah. The snap call does not come. So there's some interesting factors that go into this decision for Constantinitis. The first factor, which I think is the most important factor, is that we have the ace of clubs. Yeah, it's really, really important. So what does that tell us, Jonathan? 
Well, I'm glad you asked it that way, Grant, as if you're the school teacher and I'm the eager, eager student in the front row. Um, I mean, it tells you, us. You are that. <laughs> <laughs> it tells us that, um, what's his face? Constantin- oh, Haji, Hajiev? Hajiev. Hajiev can't have the nut flush drop. Yeah. Which is a hand he probably would have bet on the turn and maybe bet on the river. Yep. You know, bluffing and all that. He doesn't have that. Right. It would be a great bluffing hand because he would have the nut flush blocker. Yeah, so it would really make a lot of sense to go with that. And, he, might, uh, he might play the nut flush draw just like this, but we can't because we right. got it. So in a lot of cases, people will get confused here and think because Constantinitis has the ace of clubs, that's good because we block the nut flush. Right. But it's really bad because we block a, a lot of the major bluffs that Hajiev can have. Hajiev is going to have a lot more ace of clubs, other cards in his hands than ace of clubs, club in his hand. Yes. Right? For sure. Just by combos. Right. And he's going to call with those preflop a lot of the time, but he can't have any of those because we got the ace of clubs. So yeah. that's a problem. And the top card just paired. Top and card just paired. And we called on the turn after checking back the flop. We would have bluffed um, clubs on the flop. Yep. You have to believe Hajiev knows that. What is Hajiev supposed to be trying to move us off of here? Like if Hajiev has an eight, he's not going to shove the river, right? He's just going to check. check. Yeah. He's going to check and call maybe. So Hajiev either just, he's either not scared of the trips right? because he has a straight or a flush or he has the trips <laughs> or he's bluffing, but it's hard to think of the bluffs because we block the major bluff. Yeah. It doesn't mean he can't be bluffing, but it's hard to have bluffs here. Yeah. It's probably reckless to have bluffs here. I mean, also we're super short, right? He's got to, yeah. th- we called the turn. He's got to think he doesn't have a lot of fold equity. Right. We have 10 blinds left. We have 10 blinds left. We've got a pot size bet. We didn't have to do it that way. Right, we called anyway. We could have moved in pre-flop. We could have bet or moved in on the flop. We could have moved in on the turn. We chose not to do all those things, but we're still in the pot. We're still in the hand. Right? Yeah. That feels like we're sticking around for a reason, right? Yeah. It doesn't have to be the case either, but like it feels like we have something real when we call the turn. Absolutely, it does. And it ain't a big club. And Hajiev decides to bet into us anyway. Yeah. With without having the nut blocker. Yes. I mean, he blocks kings, but that's not really a thing. Let's He's... do a quick thought experiment. All right. Let's say Hajiev decides to check this river. Okay. What are we going to do as Constantinitis? Are we going to check it back quickly? Are we going to think about betting and trying to get called by some of these other it's, hands? That's a tricky spot. We only have 10 blinds. Like, we might be able to get called by other stuff. I think we can bet because of the same logic that leads us to say Hajiev would not be playing his hand this way with an eight, Right. Right. But we do expect he would play his trips this way. Yes. So we don't think he has trips when he checks. He's worried about us checking back, but he wants to get called by all the made hands, which we seem to have a lot of, so yeah. he's going to move in. But an eight is going to check because the made hands may have him beat. Yeah. He wants to somehow capture equity from any bluffs that we somehow might be able to turn up with, although there's very few. Right. Right. Yeah. So I think, I think betting does make I sense. Think we might move in here. Yeah, because when Hajiev checks, although we might not expect to get called that often, it just feels like we have the best hand so often. And the story doesn't make a huge amount of sense for... I mean, I guess what we're repping is like jacks. Yeah. We move in, right? It turns out we have aces, but it's sort of all the same. Um, right? That's what it looks like we have is two yeah. jacks. We played it just like we have jacks. Yeah. I think I think we bet. Maybe maybe not move in. I don't know. We'll decide that. Yeah, okay. At the time, we, but sizing is whatever you want it to yeah. be. But okay. Yeah, I think we bet. All right. Cool. But that isn't what happens. It said Hajiev moves us in. I think this is a fold. I think we're supposed to fold here. I mean, the only way it's not a fold is if Hajiev is very bluffy. Yes, if we've seen Hajiev constantly bluffing. Then I mean, it's fine. Then we just got to close our eyes and call. He just has to have a random two-card bluff, basically, which is possible if he's just a bluffy guy. It's absolutely possible based yeah. on us checking back. If he just has Queen Jack of Diamonds here and he's like, screw you, guy. You can't right. call. Right. But if we think Hajiev is a reasonable player who is not going to be completely reckless, because that would be a reckless play. I think that it makes sense to fold. What I mean, but what if we had two red aces? Is it different then? Yes. You think we call with two red? I think red? we do. I think that's the deciding factor is the blocker. I think so, I think too. it's that close. I think so, too. Yeah. Like, that's how you make a decision, right? It's like, man, I have a really good hand. I've underrepped it. If I fold, I still have 10 blinds. I only had 14 and a half before. My situation changes, but not too dramatically. I still have fold equity. I can still win this tournament. But if I call, I get like... From where I am, I have three times the stack I have right now. It's way better if I'm right, of course. I yeah. call and win. You know, so it's really close in a lot of ways if this guy is at all bluffy. 
Right. So, so it comes down to the ace of clubs. I think it does. This is what game theory people do, right? This is right. how they decide these things. Well, it's a good reason. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And uh, that's, in fact, that's what Constantinitis does in the end. I don't know if it's because he had the ace of clubs. Probably he, it is, though. But he does find the fold. Yeah. And it, it kind of reminds me of that Vanessa Selfs hand where she almost folded the second nuts against Gail Bauman, where yes. the second nuts are so hard to have. When she had aces full on an ace seven seven five something board. And didn't she check back the flop and then raise the turn? And she's Vanessa frickin' Selps. Yeah. So, she, so she had to check her hand to see if it was possible for Gail Bauman to have a seven suited because she right. thought that was the only hand that she could possibly beat that Bauman might play that way. Right. Right. Yeah. Bauman, I think, said after Vanessa busted that she wouldn't have played a seven suited that way. You can but, talk yourself into somebody playing a seven. Of course. It, honestly, you're probably playing too tight if you're folding. Aces full there. Although when we talked about it, as we spent the good forty-five minutes on it, we ultimately decided it probably is a fold. Yeah, because there's just one combo you're beating either way, and it's day one of the main event. And, and you're you Vanessa Sell, and you still have twenty k chips, and I think it was at seventy-five one fifty. Yeah, you're so. Vanessa Sell, so you're probably just supposed to not yeah. call there. But probably most players are supposed to call. But you're Vanessa Selps. you still have a big edge on the field. You're probably just supposed to fold. Yeah, even though it's the worst, because you feel so dumb if she doesn't have it. If she or if she has that. She, it kills you if she has that a seven suited. Also, you know? I don't know if this plays into it or not. If, it's funny we're talking about the Vanessa Salps hand and not the yeah. other hand, but whatever. But like that hand was on TV and Vanessa knows it, and like everyone's going to see that she folded the second nuts incorrectly in a, that spot. Probably doesn't want that for lots of reasons. There's metagame implications as well as just reputation implications. Yeah. She may not like and not want to have to deal with, which I understand. You know, I'm and, not it's, saying and nobody can ever fault her for calling. Right. You're never killed for calling. You get destroyed if you fold and you're wrong. The whole world calls you an idiot. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. Like, that's a big deal. Even though, like, you call and everyone's like, shouldn't you be able to find a fold there? You know, even before you do the breakdown, people aren't sure. And people all send it in to us. And, you know, like, should she fold? You know, and we think the answer is probably yes. But it's, I mean, I think, it's not, I think being not on to TV say, changes Not to it. say that I could fold there. Oh, I don't think I could fold there. No. I don't think I would fold there. I think in the end, I would say, you know what? Blah, 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 distribution I call. Yeah. Like, this is about as good as it ever gets for me, right? Like, it's hard for me to have a better hand than this, like, since the second nuts, and it's a little bit disguised, even though she seems to be always having quads here. Yep. There's one combo that's beating me, but I would talk myself into, she can have a seven, there's one combo that isn't beating me, I'm getting the right price, and distribution, and other things, and I don't fold this hand in this spot, whatever, let's go. And that's what happened. Yeah, that's basically what happened. But that's not what happened with Constantinitis. Right. And his hand was not as strong as Vanessa's hand. He had the blocker. He had the blocker. So he can make the fold. He made the fold. He was right, but he did not cash. He did not cash. So just coming back to that Vanessa Selves hand for one more second. So if she has the blocker to A7, right? A7 suited. Yeah. Does that mean she finds the fold? I think it might. I mean, it gives her a real chance to find a fold, right? She doesn't doesn't block the one potential combo of A7 suited, so she finds the call. She basically said, I'm going to look and see. She's like, oh, okay, you can have A7 suited, I call. Um, So as soon as she knew it was possible, she called. But that meant she, the fact that she didn't call before that means she at least really was going to strongly consider folding there, which is awesome. It's a super cool reason to decide to call or fold. Yeah. It's a good way to make decisions. Yeah. Even though, of course, you're going to be wrong sometimes, which sucks. But you know who isn't wrong this time? Constantinitis. Good job. And all I need yeah. is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life. And I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. And going to be traveling the globe. We still have time to make it.